Welcome back to episode number 185 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is a podcast where we're building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we are giving another safety share. This one is on the topic of combustible dust, and in particular, can combustible dust explode in a freezer? So this is going to be kind of a fun one for you that have been listening for a while. You'll note these safety shares are shorter episodes. Sometimes these come in from industry, things that we've seen or have people talk about when they've had challenges with their process, with combustible dust, with hazard analysis, with risk assessment. Sometimes these materials come in from the community that might be sharing articles or recent events, and we kind of turn those into a safety share as well. And in this case, some people ask through our help desk uh, a series of questions. So this incident is actually from a couple of years ago through our help desk. A fire investigator was looking at something that happened recently, had a number of questions, a number of key points around, you know, could this happen? Uh, came across our website and our work online and reached out to, to have a chat about it. So keep in mind that I do not know any specific details about where or when this incident happened. It was a number of years ago in our help desk ticketing system. Uh, I actually had to go back to an old email account to find this. Uh, I was just scrolling through trying to get ideas for the podcast said, oh, this is, this is a good one. This is one that could actually move the needle because I think there's some key takeaways, some key points to consider when you're doing hazard analysis and hazard assessment in industry. So as a number of years ago, I don't know the specific details of where it happened. Any of the points I share in this episode are just from my notes and could have changed during the, the investigation. Um, I didn't follow up uh, beyond the, the week or two I was talking with these gentlemen. Uh, I didn't get involved or, or anything after that, so I'm not sure what happened. I was kind of giving you my Coles Notes version of some of the things we chatted about to share this out as a as topic that's important to the industry. So what happened? So in this case, there was a stand-up freezer, sort of, you know, your, your residential type kind of stand-up freezer that just exploded without any indication of having any issues beforehand. The contents were all regular food. There were no aerosols, no alcohols in the uh, freezer itself prior to the explosion. There's no indication that there's an upset condition or fires or anything going on like that. But it did include several bags of very fine white all-purpose flour. The explosion did an impressive amount of damage. It blew off the door of the fridge with pretty great force, shattered windows in the room, um, and did a little bit of structural damage as well. So it appeared at the time, at least, that they ruled out coolant in the refrigerator, and the freezer was still operational. The fan was no longer operational, I believe, but the compressor and coils were still running. So you basically had this case where the fridge is just sitting there in a room, all of a sudden it explodes. Thankfully, from my understanding, nobody's in local vicinity, nobody's in the the area when it happened. Uh, but the question is why? You look at the materials in the fridge, none of it's damaged, and there's only, you know, this this flour, there's some other materials in there, but none that looks like they can be the source of fuel for an explosion. So that begs the question, well, you know, how did the explosion happen? There was a small hole in one of the bags of flour, and through the investigation, to the disbelief of the people that were doing the investigation, this bag seemed to be the origin of the explosion. There were no other containers in the freezer that were open afterwards, just this one ruptured bag of flour. Um, and even the bag wasn't ruptured, it just had a hole where, you know, flour kind of pour out. There appeared to be a crack in the door where the flour was, and it had white flour embedded in the insulation. In the crack, mild charring, you could see mild burnt flour as well. What appeared to be mild burnt flour to me anyway. Again, I didn't get a very detailed look at the entire incident myself, but just sharing some of the, the key highlights um, and the direction of damage to the door appeared to be outward from the inside of the fridge. 
bulging and, and all the indications appeared that, that ruptured flower bag was really the, the origin of the explosion. The, the words that were shared with me was, I wouldn't have believe it, believed it if I hadn't seen it, which is kind of interesting, you know, thought process. We have seen a, a lot of dust explosions around here. And, and my first thought was <laughs> that it's almost common sense that it could happen, but let's, let's not jump the gun. Let's talk through this a little bit. So was a dust explosion a possibility in this case? Everything kind of, you know, seemed to indicate that it was. My first thought when I responded was actually said, my first thought is yes, if all five sides of the Pentagon are present, you know, explosion can occur. So if you have the fuel, if you have oxidizer air, if you have dispersion of that fuel, um, a strong enough ignition source and it's confined, you can have an explosion. So the hardest one in this case might be dispersion. If the flower had any moisture in it, might have frozen in chunks, you know, but it was very dry. And the hole was, you know, lower than the level of the flower in the bag. So on the middle or the bottom, then it really could have poured out. So then the real question is, can dust be ignited at this low temperature and can it propagate a flame? And, you know, my, my common sense point here was, well, there's no reason to think that a explosion that could happen, and we know flower dust can propagate an explosion at room temperature, there, there's no reason to think it just won't happen in a cooler environment. Even if you get down to zero Celsius or freezing, if it's dry, there's no hard rule saying, well, it just can't happen for sure. You'd have to look at the parameters involved. You have to look at the minimum ignition energy at that lower temperature. You know, how much energy would you need to ignite that material? Can it actually propagate a flame once you have a flame kernel develop? Is the reaction rates in that material fast enough to be able to sustain the, the fireball and then, you know, drive that explosion? Um, but these are all the standard parameters that you would look at for combustible dust. There's no reason to think they wouldn't apply at zero degrees Celsius when they, we know they do apply at 20 degrees Celsius. So the best guess for the freezer is it's slightly below freezing, maybe minus one degree Celsius or so, but at very low humidity, likely single digit and the possibility and even maybe the likelihood of having strong stack sources is certainly there. And there was a, an article that we found talking about that where people were getting shocks from ungrounded freezers. In this case, the, the freezer was ungrounded. Um, so there was, you know, an electrostatic buildup that could occur. Again, the question is just, is that strong enough to overcome that minimum initial energy needed for that material? So my recommendation in this case was really to reach out to a testing lab, just do the standardized 20 liter combustible dust testing, but move the thing into a freezer. So move into the freezer, let's sit there for a day or two till everything, you know, comes down to the lower temperature and then do the, do the explosion test from there. My guess is that you would find that the MEC of the material would be quite similar. The MIE might vary, but to be honest, I'm not even sure, probably pretty close to the same. We'd have to test and find out. And maybe the KST is a little bit lower. The reaction rate of that material is a little lower. But again, there's no reason to think that explosion that would happen at 20 degrees Celsius wouldn't happen at zero degrees Celsius. Uh, it's just a matter of looking at these parameters and how they develop. So let me kind of come back to dispersion being the the one that's left out. And I think the leading hypothesis at the time was that the compressor was running and it was actually running after the explosion as well. That vibration just shook the bag enough to kind of have it maybe topple over a bit or at least to pour that contents out against the door, which may have generated this sort of cloud and, and led to the explosion. Uh, unfortunately, when I reached out to a couple of testing labs, and this was a number of years ago before we had dust safety professionals, they were unwilling to to move their equipment into the freezer and and risk maybe damaging it or anything like that. And the cost was going to be prohibited because they'd have to reconfigure their lab in order to do it. So as far as I know, the testing didn't move ahead. Uh, and I kind of left it at that in terms of my involvement with 
answering these help desk questions around could a, a combustible dust explosion happen in a freezer. So why does this matter? Why does this matter? So one, it's interesting and maybe even scary to see a dust explosion like this happen in a residential setting. I, I'm sure that everyone's going and running to their freezer now and see if they have holes in their, their flour that they put in there um, or in their pantry or anywhere else that they're storing it. And I, and I laugh. It could end up being serious, I guess, but I laugh just because it's kind of a funny thing to think about. So that's, you know, maybe one piece of this, but where my mind is at is in an industrial setting, you can have a much larger scenario here. You have a much larger freezer, which has a much larger volume, which actually lead to a much larger explosion. Um, you could have workers in the freezer at the time of ignition, uh, or you could have that freezer located in a critical part of the facility where workers are working nearby, or it could do critical structural damage when and if that explosion occurs. So these are all things to think about, about these industrial freezers if you're storing powders in them. The other side of the coin is that it could be very easy to exclude a freezer like this from a hazard analysis. You know, you look at it and go, oh, that's, it's cold in there. An explosion can't happen. Sort of the rule of thumb method. But there's, you know, if you think about it using a common sense approach, again, there's no reason to think that an explosion that could happen at 20 degrees Celsius at room temperature just goes away if you cool the room down. You know, you'd have to look at the parameters that are involved, the MIE, the MEC, the KST, to determine whether or not that explosion can occur. And if it can occur, how severe it's going to be. And if it does occur and is severe, then what kind of controls need to have in place? So those are the two sides of the coin. One, this could happen in a much larger setting, an industrial uh, circumstance. And, and two, it could be pretty easy to exclude this from a hazard assessment or exclude this from potentially needing fire explosion control. And at the end of the day, that would be a mistake. You should at least be looking at these systems saying, hey, could an explosion happen here? And hopefully, if you listen to this podcast episode, you know that we at least have some lost history in this area. It indicates that it's not unbelievable that an explosion could happen in a freezer. So that's it for this Safety Share episode. Again, this Safety Share came from a help desk ticket that came from a number of years ago. Um, I was actually going through my old email accounts, pulling topics for the podcast and, and saw this one and said, oh, this is a really good one to share to the community at this point in time. We talked about how the help disk ticket came along. We talked about how the explosion occurred and was dust explosion a possibility. In this case, the signs at the time that I was speaking with the individuals that were involved really seemed to indicate that the flour, bag of flour in the fridge was the, the origin or the location of the, the primary explosion or the location of the primary flame propagation that led to the explosion. And we also couldn't really rule out that that's not a possibility. It actually even seems almost likely that that could occur if you had that dispersed dust and strong enough ignition sources around. And we close out by talking about why this actually matters at the end of the day. And again, this can matter, matter in residential settings. We do see cases a couple of years where public are severely injured from dust explosion events. Generally, it's, you know, like a party setting where people are throwing, throwing or, or shooting through, you know, um, transfer systems, very large amounts of powder or starch or colored material. Um, we've seen in milk powder. So those are all scenarios where in residential settings, we've seen large explosions. We haven't had an incident on record that's caused injury from a freezer, but uh, there's no reason to think that can't happen. So imagine that side, but then on the other side of the industrial setting and operations, this could be a real hazard scenario that could be very easy to overlook. Um, and really needs to be addressed when you're doing your hazard analysis on site at facilities that might be having freezers that they're storing powders, especially in conditions where it's very low humidity, which it's likely to be in a freezer, I suppose. And there's ignition sources present and you have that uh, really fine powder that's involved. So we'll close this one up for this week. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate everything you're doing. Industries handling combustible dust, making them safer every day with your work and keep it up out there. We appreciate it. 